welcome back to iProperty Radio with myself, Carol Tallon. You can contact us on social media at iProperty Radio or email hello at iPropertyRadio.com. In the PropTech hot seat today is Andrew Farrell, returning guest and of course founder of Block Angel. Andrew, you're very welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me on your show, Carol. Thanks. Good to um, be back here. Yeah, talk with I, you again. I'm delighted. And of course, the last time you were on the show, you actually got to come out to the studio in Dundrum and meet face to face. But of course, we're still recording remotely. Um, so, you know, it, it's a good opportunity to remind ourselves how far we've come, but maybe not altogether out the woods in terms of our COVID restrictions. And that's something that we're seeing play out in the industry at the moment. We're, we're just starting to learn the impacts of COVID on maybe some of the real estate operations that we had that, that rushed into embrace technology during COVID and now are just finding their feet with them. So, Andrew, let's go back a step and remind people what is Block Angel and what do you and the Block Angel team do? Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, very valid point and a point that has affected our particular industry as well, which is um, residential block management. So, um, you know, we saw a lot of people move to online AGMs, people relying more on uh, digital platforms uh, to communicate. And it's, it's really helped our success, um, the COVID uh, period. So, yeah, just for, for your listeners, so Block Angels, it's a platform for uh, multi-unit residential property management. And uh, what we do is we are solving problems around um, service charge collection and sinking fund crisis. Um, so the hope is that we're uh, going to be solving problems around this increasing more uh, increasing more service charge collection, coming up with practical solutions for the sinking fund crisis and um, ensuring the future viability of residential communities. Um, so, um, I mean, in, in residential block management, I think the big issue is that the public generally um, don't really understand the value of their service charges, right? And they, and they uh, don't really understand, I suppose, the, the value that the property management agent brings as well um, in the relationship. Um, they're kind of misrepresented, really, in, in the eyes of the public. Um, That's, um, uh, I'm really glad that you phrased it like that, that um, people are, I, I think in Ireland, we're not as familiar with apartment living as we ought to be. And hmm. similarly with block management and service charges, you're, you're right. Um, there's certainly, maybe there has been kind of a mass poor communication of, why service charges are necessary and actually why when when done well they benefit the apartment owners um but i'm you you you've actually kind of got the keyword there that it's the service charges value and mm. people are used to paying for something and if they see the value then they're happy enough to pay for it and maybe that's something that hasn't been done well in ireland but how is that changing yeah, I suppose, look, it hasn't been done well, not only in Ireland, but in the UK and, and in the US as well. Um, there's a number of problems, really. There's a number of issues why, you know, this problem exists. Um, so, you know, people are, the homeowners, generally half of homeowners uh, are reluctant to pay their service charges because, you know, for those exact reasons you just said, they don't understand what they're paying for and they don't believe they get value for money. 
uh, with their service charges. Um, and the problem is is so bad, like now that roughly about twenty percent of people, you know, are not paying their service charges, and sixty percent of people um, delay paying their service charges. Um, so look, there's there's lots of reasons around that. Obviously, there's the uh, issue of people not understanding what they're paying for. There's issues around actually actual friction and payment and arranging payment. Um, there's uh, a lack of understanding around sinking funds and, and you know uh, what they're made of up of and the importance of that um, and then on the the actual management agent side you know they, they've lots of problems in trying to uh, face this down as well I mean like up to this point they've really had a lack of technology and solutions around CRM uh, accounting and uh, payment solutions as well uh, to suit their industry. Um, either solutions have been, you know, enterprise level and, and cost prohibitive, or they've been uh, sort of very, uh, you know, basic and analog and requiring a lot of admin uh, to to operate the system. So, like, if, if we just take into take into account, it's such a a, a labor intensive business, right? It's a real people intensive business. It's a real admin heavy business, right? So. Block managers now they're responsible for coming up with the budget, um, you know, procuring that budget, you know, uh, site inspections and surveys, but then they also have to run a management accounting service, uh, you know, a debt collection service, uh, recovery client accounting, um, so it's really heavy, both from the admin side and the people side, um, um, you know. Andrew Andrew, it strikes me as you're as you're going through there. I mean, first of all, they're really stark figures. Uh, fifty percent reluctant to pay, sixty percent late paying, twenty percent mm. not paying at all. So straight away, I'm thinking, actually, how much waste is there in the system? That's kind of the first part. But the second thing, when you describe such an analog approach to how payments are being collected, and yet Ireland has become such a hotbed of fintech uh, mm. innovation. Is there any, like, what, what's the innovation that's coming into the real estate sector from an operational point of view? Yeah, so, you know, coming from that analog approach, right, it's, it's you know, the red letters approach to debt collection, right? So you get a letter and the door goes in the to-do pile. You get a second letter, goes in the to-do pile. Then the red letters start coming in, interest, referral to debt collection. You know, and then the debt collector gets a, you get a letter from them, and then you're like, oh well, I better I better pay now, you know, because things are getting serious, right? So, it's it's our approach to um, processing payments and uh, and uh, debt management is to engage with people, right? So what we do is we provide a platform that provides transparency around the financial and operational management of the development, right? So people understand where their service charges are going in the first instance, right? So what, what am I paying for? Um, you know, so we can communicate that through the Block Angel community portal, um, which the management agent you know, creates content around, around the budget. Um, and then in relation to the, the actual payment side of things, so you know, coming from that analog space, it's you know, send in a check, do a bank transfer when you get a chance to do it. Um, you know, or, you know, make a part payment, whatever it might be. So uh, we introduce a payment gateway that's frictionless. So from, from the e email that you receive with your bill, you know, pay now button brought through a payment gateway, gateway where you can select different 
payment methods and different payment arrangements. Um, if you want to do direct debit setup, um, bank transfer, card payment, you know, we can we facilitate that. Um, and that takes out a lot of the admin work as well for the agents. So, um, you know, there's uh, KYC requirements, there's PCI uh, card data security requirements, um, there's even central bank uh, regulations as well if you're running client accounts. So we can take away a lot of that with our platform, with the, the payment gateway. Um, and the streamlining of that payment process has been proven to increase service charges, service charge collection um, by 10%. So if we look at the figure of say 20% of people not paying their service charges, when we increase that collection by 20% or by 10%, a big pardon, we're effectively reducing that overall service charge arrear balance by you know nearly 50% over time. And so Andrew, you know that is it, it sorry Andrew, is it ever communicated within a block that actually those who are slow paying are actually adding to the expense of collecting and therefore diminishing the value of the service charge being collected, but also those who aren't paying are actually driving up the service charge for all of the other residents. Like is this something yeah. that's well understood? Not really, no. I mean, obviously you've got a, a board of directors that's usually made up of residents um, in a development and they would be you know, fully aware of the service charge arrears and uh, the financial health of the development. But for you know, the average person, a uh, homeowner uh, who has a property in a, in a managed estate, they wouldn't be aware of those kinds of figures. Um, there is a trouble, you know, at the same time, you don't want to communicate that level of detail to, to, the, to a large audience because there's, there's a, a self-feeding, um, you know, situation there where, you know, if a lot of people aren't paying, then more people see that other people aren't paying and then they hold off paying and then it spirals into this, you know, um, huge problem, right? When, so, when, you, when you talk about that, I'm thinking of uh, Irish water charges. Yeah. that there was almost a group think around non-paying. But in Ireland, do we, have a, do we have any idea of the scale of the problem? Do we know what level of service charges go uncollected every year? Yeah, roughly about 60 million euros a year goes uncollected in service right. charges in Ireland. And, uh, you know, that's the, fig, the, the the same figure across in the UK is, you know, I think it's two and a half billion dollars or pounds. And then in the US, it's, you know, 20 25 billion dollars something like that so you know it's huge amounts of money uh, that go uncollected and it does ultimately affect you know the cash flows of these estates uh you know essential works get put off and the quality of the built environment in, in the estate starts to decline when people are paying their fees um, and as you said you know everybody has to pay more because of those people who don't pay so, you know, what Block Angel does is, you know, reduces those barriers to payment, engages people to understand about their service charges, how, how their money is being spent. And then we also take all of the pain out of actually arranging payment um, and improve those cash flows for the, for the estate. Um, and so, Andrew, sorry, yeah. twice, twice you've referred to a sinking fund crisis. Mm. Do we yeah. have do we have a sinking fund crisis? Yes, um, yeah, we do. Uh, it's not very well publicised, and I don't know why. But 
you know, roughly 80% of management companies of these managed estates around Ireland and the UK, actually the UK is on a similar kind of uh, level as us in terms of the scale of the problem, are under underfunded. So roughly, um, as a rule of thumb, you should be putting away um, sort of 15 to 25% of your annual budget in a sinking fund um, to pay for um, you know big capital items that happen every couple of years right so roof replacements lift repla replacements um, you know uh, fire safety um, 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 and you know it could be other big projects that are coming down the line as well that are that are facing developments you know such as the net zero carbon um, um, future that we're that we're that we're all going into right so um, I think over the next 10 years, it's going to be, you know, become a real issue because there will be more demands on buildings to decarbonize and it's going to cost money and the owners are going to have to pay pretty much, you know, the lion's share of all of that. I don't think the grants will be there to cover as much as everybody hopes that they will. And, uh, you know, it's, it is going to become a bigger issue as time goes on. Um, the big problem is that, you know, like, like with everything, if you don't see uh, you know, something happening today, you know, in front of your eyes, uh, you know, you don't put value in it, right? So people, when they pay their service charges, they think grass cutting, um, cleaning, window cleaning, you know, that kind of thing. They don't think about, you know, roof replacement, lift replacement, you know, all these big capital items that uh, need to be replaced in, well, in these developments. So. Andrew, what's the consequence of this? Um, how is it going to impact on apartment owners then? Well, we've we've seen a lot of it, like, you know, over the last few years with things like the, um, you know, all, all of the, the fire defects in buildings, right? So um, all the fireworks that needed to, to happen in apartment buildings um, and people being faced with huge bills, you know, 15, 20, you know, 50,000 euros, you know, or more in some cases. And that, that's not isolated to Ireland. It, it's happened in the UK with the cladding crisis and it's happened in, in the US as well as a lot of their stock ages and buildings have been underinvested in. Um, so, and, and then when it gets to that stage, I mean, the insurance companies, you know, walk away from the buildings. You have an, a, an asset then that's uninsured. Uh, so then, you know, if you're selling that asset, it's going to be greatly depreciated because the next purchaser of that asset is not going to be able to get bank financing. They'll have to they'll have to be a cash buyer. Carol, so the way that our customers use our uh, system is that, like, I'll just give you an example. So one of the developments on Blockchanger right now, it's probably one of the biggest housing estates in the country, and they've got fire safety issues in that development, and. Um, there's a lot of works that are required to rectify these problems. So the agents are using Block Angel to share documentation, provide updates on works, issue uh, payment requests then to the homeowners, and provide full transparency on the surveys, the works, the costs, updating all the owners throughout that process. Um, but I think you know the biggest point I wanted to make today, I think on your show, was to really say that. Uh, consumers are spending, uh, or it's costing them basically a 20% premium on their service charges. The fact that people don't pay uh, their service charges um, and uh, the issue with sinking phone crisis is going to be really bad in the future unless it's addressed today and people 
are made aware of the requirements for, for sinking funds. Um, so it's on everybody to try and improve service charge collection. Um, and that's what we do at Block Angel. Uh, Andrew, that's a really compelling message to leave with people. You know, I, I think that if there was a greater awareness around the fact that every responsible apartment owner in Ireland is effectively paying this premium, as you've said, of 20% to compensate for the cost of non-paying owners in their same block, non-paying neighbours. Um, so by tackling this, if you can reduce the service charges for everybody while maintaining and increasing the value, then that's where we need to get to that and maybe the education and awareness around the importance of this sinking fund and that can be difficult when people feel um you know under pressure financially today it can feel difficult to plan for what may go wrong in the future however we know that in terms of the sinking fund it's not about what may go wrong these are buildings buildings need to be maintained and that you know elements of a building have a certain lifespan so I think maybe there needs to be much greater awareness around that at a national level. Um, but it's an interesting conversation that you're starting and well done to yourself and the Block Angel team um, for taking that on. And that's it from us this week. You can get in touch with the show on social media at iProperty Radio or by emailing hello at iPropertyRadio.com. My thanks to the Hear Me Roar production team and to Luke Delaney on sound for Dublin South FM. Until next time, thank you for listening.